1: Hello, everybody. It's Eden and Kim. We're so excited to be here. And this episode is unique in that it's just us two, no guests, and we're getting raw and real and authentic and transparent. And and someone told me recently, I thought it was interesting, I hadn't really thought about it, but someone told me recently that um, the difference between authentic and transparent is authentic is you being yourself, your true self without ego. You know, you're just just you. But transparent is how much you decide you want to share. Mm-hmm. And and we want to bear it all, you know, as much as we can in, in every episode. And so you're really getting the truth from us. And so... Um, we We've, had many requests Yes, for this. For, so. for a lot of people are asking a lot of questions and, and what are things, what is channeling, what is a medium, What what is it like, what would you, what you two do with people, clients, things like that. So Eden. <laughs> okay, I'll go first. So um, yeah,
2: the way I work, I do what's called automatic writing. I talked about that in the first episode, if you heard, um, but I'm going to go a little bit deeper Um, so how I, what I feel when I'm doing it is, um, first I, sometimes I will get a feeling like a buzzing in my head. Um, and then I'll just be able to pick up the pen. I can pick up the pen anywhere, anytime and start writing messages will come through when it doesn't
1: have to be a certain pen or a certain paper, anything at all.
2: No. That's so weird. It's actually, yeah, it's actually gotten to the point where I don't even really need a pen. I could even use my finger. If I'm like in the middle of the night, I get woken up and I know there's a message. I could just like use my hand. Wow. (laughs) So.
1: Superpowers. uh, (laughs) I know you don't look at it that way, but it sounds like it from, you know. Oh, yeah.
2: Um, So, but when I'm working with a client, of course, I'm going to use the pen. Um, But, and the writing, when it comes through, it's not my handwriting at all. And it's illegible for the most part. Sometimes I will hear, as I write, I'll I'll hear the the words before they are written. Mm -hmm. Um, But 90% of what I do is through the channeling, the physical hand writing. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of times I will hear, it's getting to be more evolved in the mental now. I will hear messages as I'm working with a client. Or like sixth
1: sense. Sixth sensory. Uh,
2: yeah. It kind of feels like it's a it's a thought that just comes into your head. It's not a different voice. It's just words. Mm-hmm. So.
1: How do you know, though, it's not yours? Like, I, I have that happen, too. But I'm curious for you. How do you know they're not yours compared to messages?
2: Right. So that's something that I had to figure out over time. Mm-hmm. That I, for a long time, I thought there was something wrong with me because, I thought am i hearing things am i going crazy <laughs> <laughs> um, but now i think it's just i i've figured out a way to set boundaries so when i have my daily normal life then i don't typically get messages unless it's truly important mm-hmm. um, unless i'm qu- quiet sometimes it happens but for the most part i've set the precedents and, you know, they only come through if I ask for it. Mm-hmm. So I know that during that time, the messages that are coming in are for the client or for me. Uh, but I do, I it is so hard to explain. I think I know the difference now. It doesn't sound different. I just know it didn't come from me.
1: Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's things you have to look up and, and you're like, what? And I would never use that word in my life.
2: Oh yeah. like
1: that. I get I feel smart cuz I know all these big words <laughs> <laughs> or poetic
2: words. Right, right. Yeah, they come through in um a more I guess from you know from a higher place. So they don't have a um a lot of they just say words that are um less I guess uh, the way we talk to each other. They don't have a full sentence. Mhm. It's just, you know, maybe a couple of words and it's pretty cryptic, but I uh, just, I have to, and then interpret what it is that they're trying to say. So that's what's
1: been that, but what's been the difference between like, it's funny. Cause I'm asking you some of these things. I don't think I've ever asked you. <laughs> I'm wondering too. <laughs> You're getting to know me. What's the difference between when you, when, when we receive messages from Prince, it's for us and eventually to share with the public, but it's to us. So you're getting messages for yourself too. Um, and for him, but when you meet with a client, let's say, let's say there's a client whose son passed away or something. What is the difference between how you write messages, how you receive the messages for them versus with Prince or a celebrity?
2: Um, well, I'll give you some examples. Um, I have a few clients who recently came in and they're, a loved one came through who passed away from overdose. And um, they, it was actually like Prince Mm -hmm. from fentanyl Mm -hmm. overdose. And um, they were, there was this one in particular that stands out in my mind. And then I have a few stories that I can tell you about celebrities that had, they also overdosed. Um, But the, the one, her son It just, it felt like um, it was so healing for her because he was able to come through and verify and validate specifics, little details about what happened the day he died. He had, um, I think, a bowl of cereal in his room and he talked about what kind of cereal it was he had a can of soda and he talked about kind of soda it was in his room and no one would know that of course Wow nobody would know (laughs) Um, but so those things were quite healing for her and no matter you know what it's she's got to go through her grief Mm -hmm. and take her time doing so but when I work with someone it just helps them to know that the person is still existing just from a spiritual place. So, you know, I get to witness so much healing Mm -hmm. take place. Um, but I also wanted to share,
1: but with Prince it's the difference.
2: Yeah. So with Prince that he, uh, when he comes through for us on a personal note, he has helped us in so many ways, gives us advice, giving us advice, giving us guidance, um, Uh, regularly like on a a basis of where you know what we do daily things like how to change our perspective and to recognize and um, have better self-awareness talking about ego that he went through different stages of his life with ego and uh, we just learn a lot from his wisdom
1: yeah Absolutely. And he and it's interesting because sometimes it'll be crazy stuff. Like there was one day where I was at the beach the day before and I hadn't posted. I hadn't told anybody. And he said, I enjoyed watching you and your girls jump through the waves at the beach. And Eden was like, "What? you went to the beach. Like so, stuff like that. (laughs) It's validation that he's seeing us and what we're doing. Right, right. I've had um, a lot of celebrities
2: over the years have come through Um, one recently. Actually, a couple recently that touched me quite a bit. Um, I, I guess I met with a couple new clients and never uh, when I ha- when I make an appointment with someone, I only ask for their first name. Mm-hmm. So I didn't. So they know I can't Google them. Um, so when they uh, each one came, the one uh, in particular, she came and uh, uh, someone came through that said, hi, this is Malcolm McCormick. And he said that he was musical and that he needs to get in touch with his old girlfriend with, that's, whose name starts with an A. And uh, I think he's, yes, and he talked about that he um, died of an overdose. Um, and then the woman I was working with, she said, can you ask him if this is Mac? So I did, and it said yes. Mm. And at that point, I still didn't know who it was. But um, she said, okay, well, that makes sense. This all matches my friend Mac Miller.
1: Oh, the rapper. The rapper. Yeah.
2: Right. So... Uh, she happened to have a connection with his old girlfriend, Ariana Grande. So she got a message to Ariana. I got chills. For him. <laughs> right. So, but it turned out that that took a few days. And he get,
1: overdosed too, right? Yeah, he overdosed. Another
2: one. Yeah. <laughs> that took a few days to get the message to her. But before we were able to get to her... He came to me in the sort of physical form. I was able to see him. Wow. And he showed me, um, he was kind of posing with uh, his hands together, like as if he was praying. And like, I felt, I took it like he was asking us, please find a way to get to Ariana. Wow. Eventually she did and she got the message. Um, but I did find out later that that's the way he was found when he passed. Praying? He was praying. He had his hands <gasps> oh, together. Oh, I didn't know. Right. That. Wow. Right. So. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. And then um, another one that was more close to home for me was uh, Luke Perry.
1: And me? I worked on 90210. You did. You knew. (laughs) You actually met him. (laughs) I I was a photo double and stand in on 90210 way back in the day. Oh, lucky. So you had Luke Perry. (laughs) She had Luke Perry come in. The, The crazy thing, I remember when you had Luke Perry come in, I had seen a news show or Access Hollywood or something where he was interviewed and said he enjoyed woodworking and like making wood floors and that he wouldn't really even care if he hadn't made it as an actor because he loved doing that kind of work so much and Eden hadn't seen it. Yes, I didn't know
2: anything about that. All I knew was that he was one of my favorites on 90210. Um, But no, what happened was uh, that he passed away. We found out, I think around 11 o'clock in the morning that day and uh, that night when I went to sleep, he came through to me in in my dream and it didn't make any sense to me. So I remember I called you the next morning to tell you about the dream and see if you could help me.
1: And I told you the news.
2: Yes. So what my, happened in the dream was he was, we were in a, he brought me to a house that was um, under construction. He was sitting on the floor and he was building his own wood, his pieces of wood. And then he started laying the ground, laying the wood down as if, you know, for new flooring um, yeah. in the house. And uh, he smiled like it just was a message I knew he was okay. But he, he, he never, he didn't say a word. He just wanted me to see him laying the floor down. So he then you told me that you saw the interview. And it validated it. And it validated that he's where he wants to be and he's happy. He's back where he, doing what he loved.
1: But then didn't he come through because you're, somebody you knew knew his, Yes. Yeah, so, which happens a lot for you.
2: Right. So probably a week or so later, I met with another new client and she um, was also someone who had a connection to Luke Perry. She didn't know him, but she's a friend of someone he worked with, mm-hmm. an actress that he worked with. And I didn't know any of this. And he came through and um, also said, please get to my family. Please get to my friend. And she got the message to her. Yeah. That's right. so
1: crazy. You get that so much. Yes. Really fascinating stuff, um, and and I think that um, a lot of people that end up becoming intuitives or healers or channelers or mediums end up growing up with a lot of stuff. And and like for me, what I do, I do intuitive work for years now, seventeen years or so. Um, I I do card readings, which. At first, you know, I was like, oh, God, I don't want to be this crazy Venice Beach card reader lady. But it ended up being a gift to where when I do card readings, it comes out pretty much 100% accurate. And the cards are just a vessel because I pray first and I tune in to divine and ask for messages for whoever I'm reading them. And then I also get intuitive messages where sometimes visions, sometimes thoughts come in weirdly through like this. I get this energy shift feeling and they come up through from high above through the right side top of my head and often come in as thoughts or dates or words or things like that. And a lot of the times I'll see angels or visions And, um, and I recently, I used to be able to channel a tiny bit, but because of being with Eden, I think, and just the work we've done, I've been able to start channeling a lot more, which has been fascinating to me. And a lot of times it is words I don't know, or things I have to look up and things I'd never think about. So that helps you to know that it's actually happening. But we both, we've talked through the years now and both Eden and I have had a lot of similar weird experiences as children Mm -hmm. and, um, One of them, we both called it different things, but one of them, I call it like the Alice in Wonderland thing where at night, and it happened to me again recently, which is crazy as an adult. I thought it was like this thing that only happens as a kid. It happened to me like six months ago and I'm like, Oh my God, this is what used to happen to me as a kid. But I'll be in bed, I'll be awake and I'll just open my eyes and I'll feel tiny and small like Alice in Wonderland and everything around me is gigantic. And it, and I can like, I'll be in that for like 10 minutes to where I'm seeing it and tripping out and going, what is going on here, and it's not really, I don't know how to even explain it. And then, what do you call it? Okay, well, first of all, I see purple lights around. You. I already saw some right here. <laughs> Prince is here. Yeah, he, he he calls himself glowing above, and he shows up as purple lights. And as for those of you listening who see angels, you can often see angels like Archangel Michael as a blue light, Archangel Raphael as a green light, and so on, which I see them all the time. But Prince is glowing, you can see him as a purple light. Yeah. Um,
2: so, yeah, so I see him around you right now. Um, okay, well, yes, something that happened to me when I was a kid. I was always afraid. I think for the first 12 years of my life, I woke up tons of times every night and screaming. And mm-hmm. we never really knew why. Um, but my parents would come to me and I would open my eyes and I would think that I was seeing far away. That's mm-hmm. the what I called it. So I could see, like I was small, like you, you described it like that. Mm -hmm. I was really small and everything else was big, but my term was, I see far away and they thought I was crazy. (laughs) They didn't know what, there's gotta be something wrong with our child. Uh (laughs) So yeah, so I could see that, but I also had like a lot of the buzzing in my head and I saw lights.
1: Yeah, there were. T- I saw the lights too. A lot. You like did, colorful yeah. lights. And I realize now they were angels, but I didn't yeah. know when I was a kid. I'm like, oh my God, the bubbles, the lights are going to get me.
2: Right. And I thought, <laughs> I remember probably 10 years ago or so, I went to a doctor. I went to get my eyes checked because I thought something was wrong. <laughs> I used to read and blue lights would show up on the page. And I didn't know, I thought there was something wrong with me. And when I went there, he examined me and he said, no, I don't see it. I don't see anything blue or, <laughs> you yeah. like, no, no, keep looking. There's it, something there, it, but it's he didn't.
1: sixth senses, seventh senses. Right,
2: right. I didn't know at the time that's what was going on.
1: And so I think that there's clues as you grow up and you start putting it all together. And then it emerges later if that's your calling. And if you accept that calling, I think a lot of people don't accept it and get scared. But... I I find that it's it's really worth it and I feel happier the more I the more I'm doing this type of work. So I feel like it is my calling and I think yours too. Oh yeah. Um one of the things that that um Eden gets a lot too is people that come in that have either died of a drug overdose or committed suicide and um and we ended up getting a whole chapter about drug epidemics and celebrities and what Prince went through and what other celebrities who've died recently, like Chris Cornell and Chester Bennington and just different people, I think Tom Petty and a bunch of celebrities all passed away, similar causes. And so we channeled, I channeled a tiny bit of it, but Eden channeled almost all of it um, for our Prince book. And we want to share it with you on the show. So Eden's going to read what she channeled from him, and it's pretty powerful. Okay, and I also want to just throw it out there
2: that when we channel, like I said earlier, um, the messages are never clear. Always one hundred percent clear. It's pretty cryptic. So just know that it, it might come through, and and there, it's a matter of interpretation. Um, so it's not always like a full sentence.
1: Yeah, and it's definitely something you you can discuss. Like if you do a reading with Eden, you'll see that too, is that sometimes it comes out very deep. They they move to deeper levels up there and they end up speaking sometimes more deep and poetic. And mm-hmm. some sometimes you have to analyze and, and notice and kind of pick apart what's been said. So I think you'll all be very intrigued by this few paragraphs she's going to share. Okay, so I'm going to read... Um, this
2: is all, like I said, like Kim said, is channeled from Prince record label, medicine pills. We all think we're invincible rock stars and we can make ourselves to fight off all. We never knew there was an extinction an expiration to this life. Mental wellness is forgotten. We sugarcoat and fantasize. Every famous world is temporary. Okay. Then here's some more. Our moments on earth were challenged by sorrow and pain. We remember everything as justified games. All we did was roam, thinking we were in unstoppable, irreplaceable joy. But we were in a tunnel of proving ourselves and fixed minds. Nothing short of false. A rock star's life, no doubt. Is this all there is? Is that what it's all about? There has to be more. More meaning. More depth. More true life experiences, unfiltered. A scavenger hunt for meaning and growth an undisputed rage came from so many of us why were we stuck why couldn't we contain and handle and then release our pain why did we keep it all inside boiling and raging it is unfathomable like a bear in distress in the woods with no food to eat in turmoil and desperation for satisfaction the outward of bruised egos energy source is so low All of us were in the center of it all, making our promises to leave our mark wherever we could. Making mindfulness was never important, ruthless and racing to the finish, trying to be first. There was never a wisdom just a fenced-in soul. Each drug taken will determine people's actions and the exhibiting of baffling behaviors. So many freedoms to be in our truth and to feel our feelings are never granted. A Suffering Mindset the martyr is someone with need a need of dark pain. This is a shadowing of one's eyes to see clearly, a lowering of self, longing to wise up, but never actually taking action. As artists, many of us feel that our gifts will be lost if we heal. We express our pain and emotions through the, our dark lyrics. In the repetition of singing and performing these words, they have a detrimental effect on our mind, energy, and spirit. Chester, other lost souls and frazzled minds, we were prophets and prosperous because we earned great money and material things and healed people through our work. But we were not at peace or peace-filled. Cryptic patterns abruptly interrupt society, and life's work is in a chaotic way. Jovial visions of success are long-winded versions of illusion and gloom, a challenge of creativity that always leads to dread, relishing the lyrics and embracing the love, but yet still feeling the vibrations of pain in our hearts and lives. It's meddling with our minds, and we can't escape. We need to find a way out scattered by the remnants of pain and torturous turmoil still hoping for redemption and joy crafting of safety with publicity the attention fuels us forgetting the pain the safety of the crowds have us forgetting ourselves wow
1: (laughs) I feel like I feel like a lot of people listening are gonna want to hear that like four times to really Mm -hmm. get it but um to get it deeper Um, I like doing that because when I hear it over and over, I start really grasping the feeling of it all. And, um, I feel like it, it really beautifully describes how a lot of them felt as rock stars and as icons and public figures and how it can be torturous, but also inspiring at the same time.
2: Yeah. It, it he gave us so much that we could feel him we could feel where he was at how he felt yes we
1: we understood in a way that you know he didn't share when he was here yeah and so uh that's 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 an example of how the prince book and the stuff we've channeled from prince goes it's very powerful and spiritual and deep and we just feel blessed to to be able to give that to you all to hear and, and, and know where he was at and kind of explains a lot of even what Kiko, our guest from the last episode was talking about as well. So um, it's been an awesome episode. Yeah. And I hope that um, you hear the next episode. We're excited to have Janae on. Right. Janae Noonan, she will be coming for our next episode
2: and she will share interesting information about her life and anger i think she's focusing on uh, anger um so we have a great conversation we will have a great conversation with her um so tune in to that to that
1: episode as well we thank you for listening and we look forward to please you know comment and share your thoughts on our episodes and we look forward to having you listen again
0: For more information on Eden, go to EdenSustin.com. For more information on Kim, go to KimLifeCoach.com. Make sure to follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Talk Purpose and Truth Podcast. If you loved this episode, you'll love every episode. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Thank you for listening.